Where did you like to play as a child? I ask this question a lot because childhood memories shape us into the people we become. Welcome to Play It Forward, a worthy podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Ritson. Thanks so much for joining me. I talk a lot about play. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm an educator, and I'm a playground designer. So I want to gather some of my favorite people who are advocates of children and nature and create a space to have an honest conversation about getting more kids outside. The power of play is very often underestimated and I think we all need a little more play in our lives. Welcome to Play It Forward podcast. Um, Our next guest is a keynote speaker, an informed thinker. I saw her live on stage at the Childhood Summit in 2019 at Nature Play Queensland um, in Brisbane. Um, She has a practice-based wisdom and a unique perspective we all aspire to have. She believes that boring classrooms, playgrounds are not being and not being able to play outside stop children from being imaginative. It's an absolute pleasure to have here on the Play It Forward podcast, um, Violet Reed. And um, we'll start with a question for Violet, um, as we do with all guests. Um, where do you like to play as a child, Violet? I like to play in my Osher's outdoor play space and it has a bunch of cool structures and lots of milk cartons and bread cartons that um, we use to build our own structures, not ones that the builders have put into the floor. That's awesome. And for our listeners what that don't know what OSH is, what is OSH to you? It's where kids go before and after school to play and to learn in nature. Awesome. And why why what what makes a milk crate so cool? What makes crates so cool? The fact that they have different patterns in them and different colours in them in different ways that you can use them. So we come back to your amazing quote on imagination. So would it be right in saying that that's what your favourite thing to do is work your imagination muscle? Yes. Awesome. And so outside of OSH, what type of play do you get to go and do? Um, I like to play with my Lego and I like to draw on the floor and of my playroom. Awesome. And of your friends of that don't go to Osh, what do you th- what type of play do they get? If they're not getting Osh, have you spoke to your friends about the type of play they get? Cuz Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. What's their go-to? What do you think? Um probably drawing. Drawing as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And how much outdoor play or adventures happening for the kids that don't go to Osh? Um, it's normally only at school when we have our lunch breaks. Wow. Wow, wow. And if you could change it, what would you do? I would change it so that kids who don't get to play at Osh could play at Osh without it being after or before school. Yeah. That's so good. Teaching compassion. Um, To our listeners, as you can hear, our guest today is the youngest we've ever had on the show. Um, And 
this is about talking to the children and not talking on their behalf and capturing the child's voice. And if you'd like to hear and look up um, Violet's speech at the Childhood Summit, it's amazing on imagination, and you can head over. It'll be in the show notes, a link to go and see that. So I thought we should invite such a good speaker, such a good representative of children on, onto the podcast. So thanks so much. And Violet is grade five, Camp Hill Primary School. Yeah. Yep. And a little birdie also told me, we will rat him out, Angus, <laughs> told me that you're, and he's a leader, he's a programs leader at your OSH um, and he loves his loose parts play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he recommended you came on, come on as well. Um, he also said you're very passionate about the environment. Yeah. So, so where did that come from? Um, what do you think? I'm not really sure, but when I was little, when I first started coming to Osh, they had all these big garden beds that me and my friend um, were watering every day. And we like to make sure people didn't pick the plants and touch all the new growing stuff. You're the guardian of the gardens. <laughs> yeah, and we, we've got a special name for the people that want to... It's called ungardening when they want to come rip your stuff out. <laughs> so you were the anti-ungardener. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yes, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that amazing speech you did and what inspired you to do that talk on imagination, imagination and the importance of it. Well, I write a lot of stories at home. There are some kids who sit in classrooms and have fixed mindsets and they don't want to do anything. They don't want to let their minds grow and to let themselves dream about fun stuff rather than boring, grey, dull stuff. Yeah. And what can we do as adults or teachers to be able to support those children to get them out of the grey? What Um, do you think children need? Probably just enough space to play and enough space to create and imagine. Yeah. And um, obviously you found your Osh Osh can achieve that. For you. Um, And how long have you been going to Osh? Um, Almost six years. Six years. You must be the queen of Osh now. (laughs) Mum's counting on her fingers over there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just outdarted your mum. Well played. Um, Just so we can try to understand because we're boring adults and we get so task focused and we think we've got to get stuff done all the time instead of just being and allowing ourselves to play, what would the perfect play experience look like to you? Where would it be? What would it involve? Who would be there? It would probably be in a big foresty kind of space and it would have lots of natural resources and the people who would be there would just be kids. Just kids. No adults. No adults. But we can help. You want us to scaffold your learning and help you out, yeah? Or is that not a part of it? 
That's not a part of it. Yeah, I figured as much. That's a good thing. I'm glad you said that. Um, and what would what would include your natural resources? What would some of those um, things be? Sticks, twine, lots of rocks, and s- some canvas because everyone needs canvas in their life. <laughs> I like it. We're going to get that as a quote. Everyone needs canvas in their life. And who's going to keep you safe in these areas? Like, we've got to worry about safety. What happens if you drop a rock on your foot? Who, how, how do you keep yourself safe? What are we going to do? Rules are meant to be broken, so not them. Um, <laughs> maybe adults? Adults? Maybe. But adults aren't there. Who's it up to? Kids. We have to be safe. Yeah. And just going back to the um, adults being in the space, why don't you want them there? Because they try to tell you there's only one way to do this. You have to do it this way, otherwise it's going to fail. That's a good answer. That's very good. Um, and you spoke a l- you've spoken a lot about the importance of creativity. And what, what made that stand out to you? What, what was it that made you s- come to the realisation that creativity was so important? Because if someone gave you blueprints to make a house, wouldn't you want to customise a house to fit you? Not to fit every single person in the world. I like it. Yes, absolutely. And I've had someone tell me that about your learning, you know. And what I got shared with me was if you've got a template of a school or a house and you walk in and for some people the sink is exactly where it needs to be. The bedroom gets the light so it's exactly where it needs to be. But other people, a lot of people want to come into that house and be like, I don't like the sink there. It doesn't work for me. I don't want to sleep in that room. So they need to change it around. So I love that analogy of the blueprint. Really good. And what do you think creativity is? And what, what well, let me rephrase that. What do you want adults to think of creativity and its importance? I, I would say that creativity is not an object but it's a thought and you can't magically make it appear you have to take a little time to think about it carefully and I also think that adults will think that creativity is I'll give you a piece of I'll give you a piece of clay make this for me not here is your piece of clay you can make whatever you like Nice. And, and that ties into something you said in your talk about um, playgrounds. Yeah. Do you want to explain to our listeners a little bit about your view on a playground in a park? Um, from a child's view? From my view, I think a playground is somewhere where you can hang out. You don't always have to be constantly running around like a maniac. Um, you can settle 
quiet, like you can be real quiet and you can um, create a space that's perfect for you as well, not just not just for yourself but also for others as well. You've just explained better than anyone I know the importance of a proper area where people can be and not just a playground like a rocket. And I think everyone's going to learn so much from this from you, so I really appreciate it. Your insight is amazing. Do you have any questions for me being a playground builder? What would your point of view be if... So, as a playground builder, what do you... Do you think that you can actually explain to people what a child's point of view of a playground is? Good question. Well played. (laughs) Um, So... That's that's the whole reason we want to get your point of view. We can own, we can go into and look at the research and the data, which is based on trying to collect that information from actually how children use the space, instead of just saying, "Well, this is." We we always want to act in the world that's not based on assumption. We don't want to s- assume that's what a child likes. Um, and this is only for me. The, as playground designers in general, they will look at the regulations and safety and how it's going to be built. For me personally, I want to think about, okay, where is that, what's the child's experience in the middle of this environment first? And think about all of those things that are going to fulfil a child and then create them and then allow the child to make the space themselves. And that's why I love loose parts as well because it's giving that ownership back to the child that can then layer them on top. And I think as a whole, when you go to parks, the child's experience has been lost because we tell the child, climb up this ladder, slide down this slide, climb over this net. And who's going to want to do that all the time, every time they want to go to the park? Would you like to be doing the one thing at the park every time? No. No. How many of your friends want to be doing that all the time? Zero. Zero. And yet we still do it for some reason. So does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. And I'm always, I like to actually spend time in play as well so I can get out of my adult brain and thinking I know what the best is and just letting the children show me what they like. And I've also got a daughter who's five and a little boy, Julian, who's three. So they teach me how to play all the time. And when I try to be an adult, they say, it's not your game. <laughs> so they teach me. They're my teachers. And you're my teacher today as well. So thank you. What would you like as a child for? What information do you think adults need to hear from children to help them grow and help them feel supported? Um, things like you can do this. You don't have to listen to what I say. Do what you want. Think outside the box. Yeah. And how can they support you to do that? Um, let us run free. Run free. I like it. I like it. Um, and but you're and we're we're talking now about a lot of freedom and running free and being wild and everything. But 
I know that you're actually very passionate about your studies and learning as well. Yeah? Yeah. So it, it, it is that balance between you're not saying, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What I'm hearing you say is like, it's not about just being free all the time. It's still about learning as well. Is that right? Yeah. Because when you grow up, you've shared with me, you want to be a, I can't pronounce it. Can you share with me? Pediatric neurologist. Yeah. So wanting to be a pediatric neurologist, what, what inspired you to even, for one, my question is, how do you even know what that is? Because when I was at that age, I was worrying about, I don't even know what I was worrying about. Um, but what, what inspired that? Well, when we go camping over the holidays, I always get to take care of the little kids that we go camping with. And that's what it inspired me to be um, something that involves pediatricians. And I've always wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't know what kind of doctor I wanted to be until... I realised that um, if you dive deep into looking at brains and if you look at the different parts of them, you can find out a whole different stack of information. And that's what inspired me to be a paediatric neurologist. And there's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. And where does... Where does creativity belong in that learning for you? Are you the type of child that loves to sit down and just learn from a textbook or is it you like to learn other ways? What's your favourite way to be learning? Reading. Reading. I like to read lots of things and I don't like to have many pictures. I like to visualise in my mind what the kind of learning is for me I like to like visualize what it looks like in what it looks like in my mind is what normally comes out as on my page yep and how do you think play with your loose parts and in your osh helps or hinders that type of creativity I think it helps because it has balance between straight learning and straight playing it helps it gives you extra knowledge from the play perspective and from the learning perspective and if you combine them you can um you can get a really great outcome of um just for the kids in general yeah is that right yeah awesome and i've been we're facing a challenge because as playground builders because what we do is we design the playground and then we get all our loose parts and put it in and we've also got like i showed you earlier the loose parts play pod which we can just put on a truck and send somewhere open it up and the children can have their loose parts play but maybe you can help me with a problem i'm having the problem is that some parents and teachers are scared so from a, from your point of view what should i be telling them to help them understand what how important it is or why should we, we should be doing it you should tell them that just because they have an idea on how to do something doesn't mean it's the it's like 
we want to do something, you should let us do this. But don't take it as an insult. Take it as a suggestion. Awesome. And you're really, that was that's super helpful. And I'm going to use that for sure. So now I'm going to try to think of all the other problems I'm facing that you can help me with. What about the, f- the parents that say it, it doesn't look safe? What can I say? What can I tell them? If it doesn't look safe, you can tell them, just let them test it out. And if, it, if they get hurt, it serves them right for, for, dis- for um, building something that they think is unsafe. And then they try. And then... Yeah. Have you had that experience before? Yes. Can you tell us about it? Um, there's one of these forts. We can get mum to put earmuffs on if you don't want her to find out. It's too dodgy. <laughs> there's one of these <laughs> forts at my osh. And you can put planks on on the top of it. And one of the planks I thought was completely safe. But it slid because we didn't have the beams off the edge and I fell onto a ladder that was underneath the planks and I scratched my back. Yep, but you're smiling and laughing about it right now, so what does that tell me? It, it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so was, you, you enjoyed it? Kind of. Kind of, yes. Um, and did you do it again? No. What did you do next time? Um, I made sure that if I put a heavy rock on it, the plank wouldn't slip and the rock wouldn't fall on a ladder. And you wouldn't fall on the yeah. ladder as well? Yeah. Awesome. And another thing that the OSH do is have fires Yeah. as well. So do you enjoy having a fire? Yeah. And what's your favourite part about having a fire in your OSH? Um, most of the time they roast apples on the fire in tinfoil and they put popcorn on top of that. So they give us plastic bowls and we get to eat the popcorn that has been popped from the fire. Yeah. And have you been able to have access to being around a fire before? Mm, Not really before that. It was more just don't touch the fire, you're going to burn yourself. Yeah. And now, are you, now, how do you feel about playing with fire, if you will? Um, I feel safe around it, not in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, what other challenges do I have that... This, this is like a therapy session for me, problem solving, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, Violet, I know you do go out and about on adventures all the time, and you went to a park... Um, just the weekend, just gone. Um, and can you tell me about that experience and what your favourite part was? Um, my favourite part was actually playing in the sand pit um, because the sand does not take one form. You can mix it with water and turn it into something that you wouldn't... You'd say, here, have this to eat. But you don't, just don't put it in your mouth. Um <laughs> Or here I made you a toy, you can play with this and then you can use it over 
it can yeah it can be reused yeah. then um how important is it for you to be able to change the space and make it your own for me it is really important to be able to change the space that i play in because I and some of my friends at the time we sometimes have different interests and different opinions so we have to um, move pieces of things to make our play space work for us yeah and how much interaction do you have in the park on the weekend of opposed to the part at your play experience at Osh? I think it may be a longer period of time there, but at Osh you always have, um, it always feels longer because you know, because you know that, because when you're at the playground, you know your parents are gonna call you, so you try and run away. And then at Osh you, you, you can just play freely and then when your parents come you can still wait a little longer because your parents know that they that they're gonna let you do something just while they sign you out or while they have a discussion with someone else yep and what would what would you do if someone took your loose parts playground away I would yell at them, give me back my loose parts. <laughs> and w w what, like for people that, we've referred to loose parts a few times now, but um, what what are loose parts to you? Loose parts to me um, are pieces of just random things that people have discarded from our Osh community and we get to use them in many different ways. Like, we've had a couple of vacuums, and sometimes we use them as lamps, and sometimes we use the vacuum heads as scrubbing things for all the pots and pans that we get. And I know it's a long time ago for you to think back of when you first went to Osh, but when you first had loose parts, how did you feel about having loose parts to play with instead of, um, instead of like the, the swings and the fort and things like that? Well, it felt really different because I hadn't really played with milk crates and stuff because people would say, oh, it's too dangerous. It might cut you. But... When I first went to Osh, they didn't actually have many loose parts there. It was more it was more you can go inside and watch a movie. But they changed a little while after I got there. And we had more space to play. They opened up more areas for us to play in. And they gave us more parts to play with and more structures. Awesome. And you mentioned it briefly there about the screens and watching yeah. screens. So 
what do you think if the option was there now at your OSH to watch the screen or to be out playing with the loose parts? What 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 do you think all the children would prefer and actually do? It's more half and half. Half of the children like to stay inside and don't really like to be at OSH, so they go and sit on the mats and watch a movie. But half of the children like to go play outside in the sun and they don't really care if they get cuts or bruises. They just like to play with our materials. So good. So good. Um, do you see the... Do you think the children that are watching the screens have tried to get outside and play with the loose part stuff? or Not really. I think they're afraid of actually hurting themselves and actually enjoying there is at out at the osh yeah and f- just imagine all of them are going to listen to this all right no pressure um what would you tell them what would you tell them they're missing out on or what would you t- what how would you encourage them let's be positive how would we encourage them to get outside and play at the osh i would encourage them to go outside because you can always you always have the option of going back inside and playing on your screen but there may be a time where you won't have the option to go run free and to play with all these um interesting pieces of equipment that we have in our osh yeah yeah how would you what what's the best way for an adult to be able to encourage children to get outside and play more and get off the screen what can we do what do you think we can do because we're struggling. Like a lot of children want to stay inside. A lot of children are, especially with the children we work with. So sometimes we will go into a centre and there will be children that are just used to the screen and we're trying to offer the other types of play. So what do you think I can do to get them off the screen and see what's outside and enjoy that? You could actually remove the screen from the play space so that they're only option is to go outside and to play with all the pieces of equipment yep simple simple answer remove it say outside um and how can we encourage families to get outside like you mentioned earlier that you go camping a lot or you've been camping before to look and you look after the little kids um so is that something you do regularly Mm, we do it about once a month or twice every two years. Yeah. And um, how much How much do you love that? I, I really, really love it. What makes it awesome? Um, the fact that I get to hang out with my friends and get to experience camping in a tent yep. and get to experience not having internet connection. I like it. And um, so having the freedom... Yeah. Freedom is where it's at. Um, And how can adults give children more freedom? By giving them a wide open space. Yeah, that's good. Um, We were discussing with the previous guests what are the challenges and just us being adults. Um, We were discussing what we think stops children from playing outside more. And we came up with and we thought it was two things the space needs to be available for the children to play in 
for them to be able to want to go. And the other thing is they need permission from an adult to go. So would you agree with that? Are they the things stopping children from going outside if they don't have a space, they don't have permission? Or any other ideas? I don't actually agree with the thing that you said about permission. There are plenty of kids at my OSH who just go outside because they want to play, not because they want to um, look at what what people have built because they want to play and they want to stay outside. They just want to be there. Yeah, they just want to be there. Yeah. And what can we tell the children that think they need permission? If, if children think that they need permission to go outside, well, you can tell them that no one owns outside. No one can physically own the land like you have to have there there probably is someone who has paid to own the land but you can't stop them from physically like picking it up and carrying it with them where they go yeah yeah i like it um so scrap that it's just children can take their own give themselves permission to go outside yeah. Yeah. And as and we've just as adults our job is just to make sure the space is available, is that right? Yeah. Is there anything else we can do to help children get outside more? Um you can reward them if they go outside. You can tell them um if you go outside, I'll let you come back inside straight after, but you just have to go and see what it looks like. I like it. And um I'm not sure are oh, your in just near Camp Hill, you live just near Camp Hill. So yes. if you had a plan to get more children outside in your neighbourhood, what, and you could get any resources and Im- imaginable, what would be your way to get children in your neighbourhood outside? I would give them advanced technology so that they can create their own space outside that could be permanent for them to enjoy. So creating a space that they can own for themselves, for the community. Yeah. And what would be in that space for them? Um, Things like working sinks. So most kids at our OSH like to use um, water to create mud food. Yeah. And probably like bean bags and wood and lots of different resources that could be potentially used in different ways. Yep. And like that forest that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no rocket forts, mm-hmm. no pirate forts, none of that? None of that. Simple stuff. Simple stuff, yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. So we'll go to the town planners and be like, we just need open space for children to be in and they can make it themselves. Yeah. Um, any other input you need from adults in that space? What about, what? how can we help the parents be brave enough to say the children can do it by themselves? To let parents have a go at playing outside and to let them go back to when they were kids and when they used to play outside. So get the 
the parents into that space first. Yeah. I like your thinking. How are we going to do that? And when you say advanced technology, what do you mean by advanced technology? I mean, like... Like 3D printing. Like, you kids oh, could right. design a sketch on something like an iPad and it could, in a couple of, like, weeks, probably, it would be made for them already. To take in that space. Yeah, to take into the space. That's awesome. That's awesome. And let's take that same question because that is amazing information that we can apply. Um, what about a perfect school? If, if you could design or come up with a perfect school, what would that look like? Like a school, like the classroom and yard. Because I, I want to get your knowledge and your wisdom so I can create it. Instead of And also, so we, sorry to interrupt you, but also so the parents listening and the teachers listening, they might be able to actually put some of this stuff into action in their schoolyard. So what's your recommendations? Um, instead of having indoor classrooms, have open spaces with like a shade over the top of them so that kids could interact outside as well as be feeling that they're inside. And having lots of unique play spaces and unique classrooms. So if you have a certain n number of people in your classroom, you could be able to extend the space that you have to be able to give everyone their own bubble. Me, like, so what I'm hearing is like, Focus on what we can provide the, the single child yeah. as well as a group. Yeah. Is that right? And um, when you say unique play environments within those outdoor classrooms, what would be some of the things that we could put in or our listeners could add to their areas? Um, lots of s like solid benches that have been already put into the ground yep yeah cool. and lots of like not and so they have to be like rock climbing places that are not one straight rectangle like different shapes combined and like swimming pools that aren't lap pools that are like triangular. Yeah. So not just why do the normal? That's what I'm hearing. Why why does everything have to be in a box? Why does it have to be square? And where do we need to think outside of? The box. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, anything else you can think of that you would like? What's... Do you have anything else that you want to share with us that you would like adults to know from children? I think that adults should know that children aren't just people who are not as smart as them or people who don't have the same abilities as them. They're also their own person 
You can't control them. You have to let them do what they want to do. That's awesome. And on that note, thank you so, so much, Violet. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been so insightful. And I feel so inspired after talking to you that I want to be less of an adult and more of a child all the time. So I think you gave us our listeners so much, so many good points. And um, I'm super excited about getting this podcast out there to not only your friends, but all those teachers and parents that want to do a better job as well. Do you want to s- give a message out to any of your friends that are going to listen to this? No. No. No, you've all, you don't, you get, don't, no shout outs, no shout outs. <laughs> all right, cool. That's it. Thanks so much, Violet. You're amazing and really inspiring. So thanks for the driving down as well, Mum. Thank you so much for listening to another Play It Forward Worthy podcast. Um, If you'd like to learn more about that amazing area that Violet was talking about, please head over to um, Camp Hill After School Hours Care Facebook page. All the notes and links will be in the show notes. Um, Once again, thank you for the amazing wisdom from an inspiring 11-year-old of Violet Reed. Um, Hope you took a lot away and we look forward to you joining us again soon. Thanks so much.